Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Sometimes we become so focused on moving forward and getting it done that we completely miss opportunities to love, serve, and lead. We miss chances to help those in need, to spur on meaningful change, and to protect those who can't protect themselves. Do our neighbors really experience love from us in all circumstances? In this week's message of the week, we worship a God who calls us to follow him. Pastor Bryce Blank highlights Matthew 4, shares some statistics gathered from the world around us, and challenges us to follow Jesus closely enough that we radiate his love to everyone, even though we may feel unequipped. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Will you please pray with me? Wonderful and loving God, you know what we need to hear today. You know how we need to be challenged today. And so we are here to listen to you. Let us hear what you have to say to us today. Amen. So, I play guitar. And what I like about playing guitar is that it is one of the most versatile instruments to play. And that is because you can play it as a rhythm instrument, just keeping the beat, but you can also play all kinds of crazy things that follow the melody and kind of add flourishing uh, sounds to a song. And one of the interesting things about guitar is that you can play one note at a time or you can play multiple in a chord, which has a totally different sound to it. And normally songs are made up of a collection of notes in chords put together in a certain sequence and that makes out the melody of a song. And so do an experiment for me. Imagine that we are asking the single note what it's like to be a note. It would say, well, I think it's pretty awesome. I mean, when I'm being played by myself, everyone can hear me. They can hear me in all my glory. They can hear me as this note, loud and clear, right? And I can play whatever rhythm I want to. I can do whatever I want. Well, let's say, hey, no, would would you want to be played as part of a chord? They'd probably say, no. Why would I be played with a part of a chord? I mean, then you you wouldn't be able to hear me by myself, right? In all my glory. So, okay, we finally convinced the note to give up its value as a single individual and to be part of the chord. Now, it sounds so much more full. You can't hear the single note by itself, probably, but you can hear it as so much bigger. And we ask the note again, well, What do you think? Do you want to be just a note again or do you want to be part of the chord? And say, I'm not going to be a single note anymore. I want to be part of the chord because it's so much more fun. Right? Now, keep that illustration in mind as we go about the rest of our sermon, of our message today. I'm going to take a little bit of a turn and take a more serious note. Pun intended. Note. (laughs) When I look around the world, often I feel helpless 
I feel helpless to do anything, to enact any change in the world. I see the hurt and the pain and the suffering. And I wish that I could change it. I wish that I could make an impact on that. But I often feel like I can't do anything, no matter how much positive I want to put into the world. Do you guys ever feel like that? Hopeless to enact change? Like no matter what you do, no matter how much you want to change something for good, you can't really make an impact? I have some statistics to share with you. About 630,000 people are homeless in the United States every year on average. That's a huge number of people who have nowhere to go at night, no place to lay down for shelter. Can you imagine being homeless here in South Dakota in the harsh weather conditions we have this time of year? I certainly would not want to be outside, especially with no place to go this time of year. And so when it comes to the issue of homelessness, 630,000 people, it feels like that's too big of a problem for just one person to make an impact. In the United States, we have seen the highest number of mass shootings over the last two years in our history. In 2021, 690 single mass shootings with 700 people losing their lives, not including those who were injured. And in 2022, that number was 648 mass shootings with 672 people losing their lives to senseless violence. Those are unacceptable numbers. That's an unacceptable amount of violence for us to live with a heartbreaking amount of people who have lost their lives or been severely injured. And when it comes to saving lives, when it comes to stopping gun violence, that issue can feel like too big of one for us to have an impact. 41 million people in the United States struggle from hunger each year. 16.7% of them are children under the age of 18 who don't know where their next meal is coming from. And it's even worse for people who are in food deserts, which is prevalent here in South Dakota and in the Midwest in rural areas. A food desert being, being someplace where someone lives and it's too far away to get to adequate food and there's no access to transportation that they need to get the food they need. It was recorded that 23.5 million people live in those food deserts in the United States. And when it comes to ending our nation's struggle with hunger, we can often feel ill-equipped to enact any sort of change. The truth is that when it comes to solving the problems of our world, it's easy for us to feel like we will never be able to make an impact. It can feel like we will never be able to change the way things are. And considering this feeling, it can be easy for us to do nothing at all. 
Oftentimes, it's easier just to ignore the problems, to pretend like they don't exist, to stay in our own comfort zones, to hold close to what we have and only look out for ourselves. But as Christians, we are called to do more. As followers of Jesus, we are to emulate Jesus. We are, we are to serve the least, the lost, and the forgotten, which is what Jesus came and did. Jesus came for the outcasts and the outsiders, for those without a home. He came for those who were sick, hungry, and in need of healing, those in pain, those affected by violence. As followers of Jesus, we are called to care for those in need all around us. We are called to show love to one another, which means including those on the outside, those outside of our household, outside of our family, outside of our friends. But however, it can be hard to follow Jesus. The world seems too dark, the problem's too big for us to enact any sort of change. We can feel even uncomfortable to start to take action. We can feel uncomfortable following Jesus. Our story today from Matthew chapter 4 is one that is brief but very powerful. It enters us into a time when Jesus was very new to his ministry. He was relatively unknown in the area, and he came into the Sea of Galilee. And we read, starting in verse 18, As Jesus walked alongside the Galilee Sea, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, throwing fishing nets into the sea, because they were fishermen. Come and follow me, he said, and I'll show you how to fish for people. Right away, they left their nets and followed him. So Andrew and Peter, who are fishermen, throw down their nets and they follow Jesus. It seems pretty simple, but that's a pretty big deal. Because Fishing in that area, the Sea of Galilee, was no small task. And it was specifically was not a small task for these men because it was their livelihood. It was their life. And the Sea of Galilee in this area was a major trade hub. And the sea was full of a lot of fish. And so while it wasn't a super steady job, it was about as steady of an income as you could bring for your family. And so these people, this fishing business was not just what we might think of as going fishing, but it was their way of life. They had invested a lot into this business, their fishing boats, their fishing nets, their gear, years of hard work and training to perfect their craft. It might seem so simple to lay down your nets and follow, but they had a lot invested in this. It's not like when I go fishing and I'm, mostly only catching rocks from our brother standing next to me. These guys were catching what they needed to provide for their families. And so to set those things aside and walk away meant that their families' lives, their livelihood was also at risk. It's no small feat. And when I look at the situation, I can't help but wonder, why? Why did Andrew and Peter decide to follow Jesus? If someone walked up to me while I was working and told me to drop everything and follow them, it's probably a slim chance that I'm going to do that. And even still, if they came up to me and they said, hey, 
follow me. You have some time to decide and think about it. You don't have to do it right away, but then follow me. I probably still wouldn't do it. I, I doubt that most of us would because we have seemingly too much at stake for us to give up in our lives. We have our jobs. We have all the education that brought us there. I have my apartment. I have all my stuff. I have my cute little puppies at home. I can't leave them, right? I have the security of knowing how I'm going to live and where I'm living. I have my community. I have my friends, my colleagues. There's a lot of work that has gone into making my life the way it is. And I'm sure there's a lot of work that has gone into your lives to make them the way they are. So it would be very hard to give that up. And it would certainly be hard to give that up for someone who we probably didn't really know. So what's at stake for you? What do you have to give up, family, friends, to follow Jesus? What activities, groups, community, hobbies, parts of your life that you love would you have to give up? Do you have to give up to follow Jesus? And while in 2023, we're not physically following Jesus like Andrew and Peter, we still follow Jesus by the way that we put our beliefs into practice, by the way that we are urged, nudged, and challenged to act in our world. So where have you been called into action for Jesus? Where is Jesus leading you? I know when I try to follow Jesus, when I'm thinking about where he's leading me, I often feel unequipped. Even when I get over how much I have to give up to follow Jesus, I still feel like I'm unable to do what Jesus needs me to do. Andrew and Peter, in their response in this short story, once again show us action. Jesus says, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. Notice how Jesus says that he will show the disciples how to fish for people. So no need to worry about how to do this thing. Jesus showed them how to fish for people. And Jesus shows us how to fish for people. So what does it mean to fish for people? Well, we know the full story of Jesus. We know what he went on to do after this moment. We know then that fishing for people means making disciples of Jesus. And that that means showing love to others by boldly acting on the needs that we see all around us. For Andrew and Peter and for us, that means that we have to set aside our doubts of not being smart enough, not being strong enough, maybe experienced enough to enact change in our world. Wherever Jesus is calling you, he will equip you for that task because Jesus equips all of us for the tasks he calls us to. Jesus calls us to action and equips us to act. So I challenge you, follow wherever Jesus is calling you. Fish for people. Make disciples of Jesus and change the world by boldly showing God's love and action to those in need. You are called to action and you are enough for God to use for good. Fish for people. Tackle homelessness so that everyone will have shelter and a warm place to stay at night. 
Display hospitality so that everyone feels welcome and part of a community. Fish for people. Find ways to end gun violence in the United States. Care for those who are grieving and help those who need to be shown love. Fish for people. End hunger in the United States. End hunger in the world. Ensure that everyone has adequate access to food and that no one goes hungry. Fish for people. Jesus is calling you to bold action in the world. Wherever you are called to fish for people, do so like Andrew and Peter, without hesitation for what you might lose, and knowing that you have the ability to do so. Now let's think back to our single note on the guitar here. That single note on its own would never have been able to be part of a chord. It wouldn't have been able to be part of a melodic song. It wouldn't have ever known how much more it could have been if it was just its single note. What action are you called to? Who are you going to fish for? Where are you going to fish for people? Like us gathered here for worship, like the two disciples by the sea, and like that single note joining the song, we are called to action. We are not called alone. Let us pray. God of action, you call each and every one of us to fish for people. And while it might seem easier for us to take no action at all, despite the problems of our world, you challenge us to love on those in need, to show your love to those in need, and to put ourselves outside of our comfort zones and to give up what we have for the sake of others. Where we are called today, God, empower us to act, cast out our doubt, and fill us with love. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.